Welcome to the One Mind Podcast from AboutMeditation.com. My name's Morgan Dix, and I'm your host. On One Mind, we explore different angles on meditation, mindfulness, and health. We interview experts and everyday practitioners to bring you the stories, the science, and the exploration that will help you understand why this ancient practice is more relevant and important today than ever before. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the One Mind Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us for today's show. Today is going to be a shorter episode. It's one of these in-between episodes, and it's just going to be me. And today I want to talk about signs of success in your meditation practice. So what does success look like? That is a question that we get all the time at aboutmeditation.com. So we wanted to address the question and help give you some signposts. Before we jump in, I wanted to ask you, do you get benefit from this podcast? Because we love producing it for you. If you want to help us out, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. It makes a big difference for us and it helps other meditators discover our show. So... One way to pay it forward in a big way is to leave us a rating and a review. So back to the show. Meditation is deceptively simple. Yet most of us or a lot of us approach this practice with preconceived ideas about how to do it. So learning how to meditate properly, it can be hard. But with a few helpful tips, you can avoid a lot of pitfalls avoid going down dead ends, and just basically save time. Like anything you want to excel at, it takes dedicated time and practice to achieve mastery over the basics. And with meditation, the basics can actually take you really far. So spending time on the fundamentals, it can bring you these rich rewards that we've been talking about in this show Rewards that last a lifetime in the form of spontaneous access to peace and happiness and ease of being and greater focus, to name just a few. So as you get started in your practice, or even if you're well into your practice, it's important to always remind yourself that meditation can be challenging and it's easy to get lost doing it. And if you get stuck, the number one rule that I've found is the most helpful thing for me is don't worry about it. Just keep going. That's what I always remind myself. Just let go and keep going. So sometimes you just don't know if you're doing it right. When I started my sitting meditation practice about 20 years ago, I can't tell you how many times I sat there asking myself, am I doing this right? Is this it? Am I actually doing it? So that was the context of wanting to do this podcast, to give you some helpful tips to help you stay on track as you either build or strengthen the cornerstones of your own meditation practice. And I want to encourage you to pay attention to these signposts. They'll save you time and frustration.
So let's start with just a basic proposition. What does it even mean? If we're going to talk about signs of success in meditation, well, let's define success. So in the context of meditation, that is a tricky idea for a lot of reasons. Basically, let me start with this quote. It's a powerful quote from Sharon Salzberg. And she says, Meditation isn't what's happening. It's your relationship to what's happening. So that's subtle, and it points to the fact that meditation in and of itself is not an experience per se. And that's a particularly challenging concept for a lot of us in the West because we are used to measuring success in discrete terms. We come from are rooted in the scientific materialistic paradigm. There's nothing wrong with that. But it deeply colors our values. We want things to be measurable, identifiable, quantifiable, discrete, testable. So that is not always compatible with meditation because it basically leads one to think that meditation should be a particular experience. Obviously, you want a quote-unquote good experience, but that's not what meditation is. It's not what meditation is about. Meditation is about your relationship to your experience. That is a foundational concept that I want you to leave this podcast with today. And also, it's fundamental to any discussion that we're going to have about what success looks like in meditation. All right, so let's now start to move on to like what are a few signs of success in meditation in the context that we just talked about. One is, number one, quality of life. So we live in a world of quantification, as we were just talking about. The quantified self is very popular these days. We measure how many steps we take each day on our iWatch or our iPhone. We measure the calories we intake. We measure our heart rate, our blood sugar index, etc., etc., etc. Our indication of health is in all these discrete measurements. That's the quantifiable self. But what about the qualitative self? That might be a slightly better idea for us in thinking about how to measure success in meditation. So in terms of the qualitative self, by that I mean loving, living, and letting go. Are you starting to enjoy your life more? Are you taking more pleasure from your relationships from being alone with yourself, from taking a walk, from doing the work you love? Are you happier living what feels to you like a meaningful life that's filled with insight, understanding, growth, and deep meaning? That's what I mean when I talk about the qualitative self as opposed to quantifiable self. So if you find that in general, you're deriving more of this sense of this qualitative self in your life, that might be a real sign that your meditation is paying dividends because that's certainly what I have found. A deep, 
consistent meditation practice enables me, empowers me, allows me to be more present. It tunes me into the choice to be more present in my own life. Number two, are you letting go of old belief patterns and triggers? Another way to say this is, are you starting to bear witness to the movement of your own mind? So this is a big one. We hit on this in our previous episode with Jennifer Howd and mindfulness meditation. Are you noticing the different narratives in your mind? Are you noticing the stories you tell yourself, the stories that you've been listening to and assuming that they were you? Because when you start to really pay attention, which is one of the fruits of meditation, it's the heart of meditation practice, paying attention, you start to notice all these different narratives in your mind. And noticing them is how you start to free yourself from their influence. It's how you begin to more consciously choose what ideas and thoughts you want to respond to and give life to with your attention. If you do find yourself bearing witness to your mind more and more often, slowly but surely, you'll start to notice there's an immediate effect. You'll find that you're less and less influenced by the patterns of thought the patterns of belief that have usually conditioned how you choose, behave, and react in your life. Number three. Are you less reactive? Are you finding that you're less reactive in your life? Are you finding you're a little more calm? If you start to notice your mind reacting strongly to things, and then you recognize that you don't have to react, that's a really good sign. Especially in situations where you're used to being triggered or where you were previously triggered, and then you notice that you're not anymore. That's a sign of progress, and that's the power of paying attention to your own mind. So, for example, maybe you're someone, and most of us can relate to this, that when you're out in traffic, the littlest thing can trigger anger in you, can trigger rage. And if you start to find that you're starting to watch that response before you express it, if you notice it coming up through you, but you just remain calm and you don't react, that would be a real fruit of meditation. That would be an expression of being less reactive. That's a really good sign. Now the thing is, you have to pay attention to start to see these signs. You have to notice shifts in your own behavior, in, your own, in how you express yourself. And they're gonna be subtle at first, but sometimes you're gonna see some of these more gross examples like the traffic one, and you're gonna say, wow, It's working. The meditation is working. That's the power of paying attention and that's the power of consistency and that's the power of observing your own mind.
And I love this quote from Jack Cornfield. And it always, when I talk about this, I'm always reminded of this quote. He says, In the end, just three things matter how well we have lived, how well we have loved, how well we have learned to let go. And I think what we were just talking about, this quote from a meta level just wonderfully summarizes them. So moving right along, here are a few more signs of success in meditation. Now, I'm going to talk about these, but keep in mind the context that I mentioned earlier, because now these tend towards more experiences that you might have in meditation. And as I said, to begin with, meditation is an experience, but certain experiences we all need to have. They inspire us. They open our mind and our hearts to new possibilities in our practice and in life. And in general, certain experiences can serve as gateways for our progress, development, and growth. So it's not that experiences aren't valuable. They are. You just want to see them in the right context and resist the temptation to assume that it means a whole lot about you. That's the main point. So let's talk about a few of the positive experiences you can have in meditation that can be an indication that your practice is flowering, is bearing fruit. So the first one is stillness. So to meditate properly, you need to be still. Pay attention and notice how still you are in your practice. If you find that you aren't moving, like a mountain or a tranquil tree, then you're on the right track. It's simple, but don't underestimate the power of being still. Making the noble effort to be still can support your ability to let go of your own mind. And when you let go of your mind, your awareness is free. It's liberated to become vast like the sky. Over time, with consistent practice, being still will transform from an external physical effort to an inner posture of quiet confidence and resolution. It's an extremely powerful, dignified, and noble position. One of the main things you want to remember is when you're being still, it's a stillness that's free of tension. You want to stay easy and at the same time very focused.
Number two, ease, ease of being. So deep ease or relaxation is part of any meditation practice. When we're relaxed, we're free from stress. We can think more clearly and our body enters in a, into a healthy homeostatic or natural state. And when you're sitting still in meditation, you may be concentrating on your breath, a mantra, you may be paying attention to the sensations in your body, or maybe you're allowing your attention to rest on the field of awareness itself. But whatever your practice, it's important to pay attention to the quality of your awareness. Is it tight, constricted, and pressurized? Or is it spacious, easy, and alert? The goal is to be alert and deeply at ease. So too often, as we perform our practice, we may be missing the fact that we are deeply, deeply at ease. And perhaps you have thoughts flooding your mind. That doesn't matter because you can still be deeply relaxed, even if your mind is active or agitated. So pay careful attention and try not to get tripped up here. Again, you can be relaxed and easy, even if your mind isn't. So deep relaxation, deep ease of being while being alert is definitely a sign that you're on the right track in meditation. Number three, freedom from thought. So many people think that meditation means having no thoughts at all and achieving a state of consciousness that's as calm and cool as a still blue pool. No doubt a quiet mind can be amazing, but it's not necessarily the goal. You don't want the success or the failure of your practice to be dependent on having a quiet mind. There's no real freedom in that. And what we're going for in meditation is a deep, powerful freedom. So when we practice, the most important goal is just to let go of your thoughts and not make a big deal about anything that passes across the screen of your awareness. Freedom from thought doesn't mean having no thoughts. It's much more about an inner posture where we're not reacting to thoughts, good ones or bad ones or tempting ones or like horrifying ones. You're just not relating to any of it. So this is a subtle inward position, but it's a key part of learning how to meditate correctly. So one big indication that you're meditating for real is when the present of thought doesn't move you. There can be lots of thoughts or just a trickle of thoughts but you don't really care. None of it's touching you because you're ignoring the thought stream. So when you successfully ignore your thoughts or let go of your thoughts, that's called freedom from thought. 
and it's a natural quality of meditation. You could even say that this is the heart of meditation. If your thoughts are moving and you don't care and you're not moving, then you're on the right track. Number four, heightened awareness. So one thing that happens during deep meditation is that you can enter into a state of heightened awareness. As a result, you're more sensitive to stimulus in your environment, sounds, smells, feelings. And as you sink into this expanded state of awareness, the boundaries between you and everything else begin to collapse. They begin to dissolve. And in this heightened awareness, I find that, for example, my hearing expands. I become aware of distant sounds like bird calls, car horns, church bells, children playing. They're the noises in my soundscape, but there's layers and layers. They go out and out and out into the distance. These sounds resonate inside of me and they expand my awareness. So take note for yourself. One sign that you're meditating properly is a quality of heightened awareness that expands your senses. And remember, I'm not talking about the kind of really like, it's not a sharpened, the kind of sharpened awareness you get with a cup of coffee. That's different. This is more relaxing and it's altogether a different thing. This really means being profoundly awake, profoundly present and deeply at ease at the same time. So number five, and this is the last one in this list, freedom from time. So yogis and mystics have always said that meditation is a state of consciousness that is timeless. So what does that mean? When we meditate, they say, we become aware of eternity, timelessness, and our experience of time and space begins to expand. Another positive sign that you're meditating properly is when you start forgetting about time as you practice. I don't know about you, but sometimes I meditate deeply for an hour and it can feel like 10 minutes. There's other times when I meditate for five minutes and it feels like an hour. And that can be like torture that has its own values and it has its own benefits in terms of cultivating patience and cultivating just determination in the presence of being to sit through the sometimes torturous experience of your, <laughs> your own mind. But what we're looking at here is this experience where you can sit for an hour and it's like no time passed. So try to let go of time and that compulsive addiction and knowing how much time has passed or how much time is left in your meditation. Because when you do, really interesting things can happen in your awareness when you begin to forget about time. And for now, 
I just want you to take comfort knowing that if you're forgetting about time when you're meditating, you're definitely going in the right direction. This is called freedom from time. And it's another natural quality and component of deep meditation. So I've been meditating, as you know, for over 20 years. And a lot of these signposts, they never get old for me. And as you think about these, as you reflect on these, remember what I said. Meditation ultimately is not an experience. When you meditate, you're going to have every experience that a human being can experience. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. You're going to have times of maybe even extreme ecstasy or bliss. And that's good. That's important. And it's valuable. But don't forget, that's not meditation. It's your relationship to your experience, your moment-to-moment experience. The mundane, the boring, the high, the low. That's what meditation's all about. Being able to cultivate calm equanimity, steadiness, presence, in the face of any experience. That's what meditation's really about. So, that's all for today. If you want to help us out, please head over to iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review. And this podcast is brought to you by our free How to Meditate Guided Meditation Experience. You can pick that up over at aboutmeditation.com. Pick up two free guided meditations as part of the Meditation for Life Guided Meditation Experience over at aboutmeditation.com. So thank you so much for listening. And we're going to end with this quote from Pema Chodron. And she says, In practicing meditation, We're not trying to live up to some kind of ideal. Quite the opposite. We're just being with our experience, whatever it is.